Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I was listening to Alison O'Connor, the Sunday Times columnist. She was uh, on breakfast a little earlier today and she was talking about the recent no confidence vote in Garda Commissioner Drew Harris. And she asked the question, did an unconscious sectarian bias sway the vote last week? I think we don't even realise it a lot of the time that we hold um, this sort of bias, which is even an inherent form of racism, I think. The amount of people that never even have never even bothered crossing the border, have no friends uh, in the north. You know, so it all for me, it all kinds of kind of joins up. And I think it's something we rarely talk about. A lot of us down here see a Northern Irish identity as being somehow inauthentic or threatening. And that we, going back to what I was saying, even about my own feelings when I used to cross the border, I think it comes from the troubles, from a place of fear. You have to be honest, I I wouldn't have thought that that's what lost Drew Harris the vote last week. But it does bring up an interesting question beyond the guards. Is there an unconscious bias against people from Northern Ireland? And I'd like to hear your experience of this today. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Jerry is on the line. Jerry, have you ever experienced this? Uh, well, Andrea, thanks for having me on there. Essentially, I, I feel that it's a, it's a funny one in that uh, you grow up, in my case, in County Derry, and uh, you then move to Dublin down here seven years and uh, you arrive here with one identity and people then tell you, <laughs> not in every in every regard, but often that you're not Irish or they're more Irish than you. And it's a really funny one. So you, people question your Irishness because you grew up and were born in Northern Ireland, in Derry. That's it. That's it, Andrea. It's the, it's the uh, inauthentic or threatening piece, I suppose, in a, in a, in a certain way. And of course, there's a, a, I'm, I'm conscious to not play up to the Northern stereotype that all Northerners are angry. Um, but in terms of yeah, in moments when you're playing... You're playing Gaelic football or hurling down here as well, and hey, the odd, the odd sectarian market thrown. But you grow you grow a thick skin to it. Um, but I, I just do think it comes down to there's a there's a real vacuum of education um, on the northern question in the republic that needs mm. to be addressed. But it, I'm optimistic that'll be addressed in the near term. Is it that people? Is it that people think you're not Irish, Jerry? Is that uh, well? I, I think there's well, I think it's a it's a it's a question of some some people may may feel that way, but I think it just comes down to a lack of a lack of education on the matter. And pe- people people don't believe that you are able to hold an Irish passport or or have the ability to speak Irish um, because being from the north is so alien to them. And you put that down to just the void in education from over the years. That if you're not from the you know if you didn't grow up in the north or you didn't grow up along the border. It's just totally alien to people. Yeah, well, to to a certain extent, not not for 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 a por- for a portion for a portion of the population, uh, most definitely. Um, but uh, but but not outright, no, definitely. Has it got worse? Do you think in recent years? Has it improved? Oh, funny, I thought that it, it has actually improved. I thought COVID um, did a lot of things to the country, but one thing COVID did was it forced people to do a lot of staycations and a lot of people, younger people in their 20s and in their 30s would have ventured north for the first time and the amount of people um, through work and life in the south that I've met that ventured north during during COVID and had their eyes open to how wonderful uh, the north actually is mm. was, was wonderful it was so refreshing 
Um, so I think it is getting better, most definitely, Andrea. Bernie is with us as well, Jerry. Have you ever had people question your Irishness, Bernie? Um, no, Andrea, because I've lived in England a long time. But okay. I have to say, Alison O'Connor's article was amazing. And it was also good to hear Kara come out and say this morning, which was very honest of her, that she probably has a bit of unconscious or conscious bias herself. But I think it's always yeah. been the same for decades. Okay. It's been the same. So what, and, what's but, it like in, the, in, in, in your experience then in, in England over the years? Nothing but praise, honestly. And I think over the years, over the decades, and there's a lot of where I live, there's a lot of Mayo people have been here since 50s, 60s, 70s. When you come to England, where, every, where you're from north, south, east or west, you're just Irish. Nobody would yeah. ever say, are you north or east? You're just Irish. We're in Kerry or Tyrone or Donegal or wherever. You're just Irish. And I think the thing stems really from um, nationalists and unionists in the north. And I think a lot of the bias in the south maybe comes because listening to the likes of Jim Allister and Paisley, and they do come across very uncompromising and hard. And I think we're all tired with the same brush. But we, you know, in your time um, over the years, Bernie, in the UK, it's you're just Irish, whether you're from the north or the south. People Absolutely. don't view it. Yeah, just Irish, you know. But it, I think nationalists in the north have always had a hard time. They had a hard time living in the north. Yeah, because they didn't, they weren't treated the same as everybody else. Like I remember going way back doing the equivalent to um, would have been junior cert and uh, Loretta Convent. And my friend sitting next to me, who was the smartest in the class, was applying to be a nurse in the Royal Victoria Hospital. The whole school was praying for her. Do you know how many people were accepted from the nationalist community per year? Three. Where are you from, Bernie, originally? um, I I spoke to you a few weeks ago, Oma. Oh, you're from Oma. You're from Tyrone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I like to... Well, we had it every way. Yeah. yeah. And then you go south and you're called a, oh, whatever, we black northerner. This is, this is the kind of commentary you would have got over the years in no, the south? No, not me. I, I went to the south to work as a, a student okay. many years ago and you'd go to a, a dance or whatever and you'd come to be black north. You know? Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the, yeah. It, it, it is, but you know, as Alison was saying this morning, wait till Patrick Keelty slips up, and then we might hear a bit bit of bias as well. And what 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 is that down to, Bernie? Though I I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of ignorance because we meet Irish people all over the world, and we're all the same, and we all talk the same. I think it's a lot to do with people don't like accents. Like I think the border <laughs> counties are a bit different, and you know that as well, yeah. Andrea. You know. And I think like North Dublin, South Dublin, come on, it's, or if you're from the west of Ireland or they're somebody from Kerry, they're pulling them to pieces. I think, I think we're a very judgmental race. Well, in my experience, like, you know, growing up in the, along the border over the years is that, you know, you'd be, it's actually astonishing the amount of people, even now, you know, when I meet people, not all the time, but you do from time to time come across people um, who think I'm from Northern Ireland. You know, but, like but you'd have to explain are, to them this. Yes, yes. But I, I bet you went into the North many times and you didn't even see that wee line yeah. on the road, did you? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but it is remarkable, it is. 
It is remarkable. Like we went back, my husband and I, we went, we lived in Donegal. We just came back four years ago, built a fabulous house, planted 50 trees. So I've left my mark there. And a lot of people, until I got to know everyone, thought I was English. Yeah. And that's a whole different unconscious bias, I suppose, then. Absolutely. Like it's, you know, you've been in a country for long, long, long time. You're and you bring your kids up. I wouldn't bring my kids up in Northern Ireland because of all the biases there. Okay. And then, you want to when we went when we went to live in well, that's another thing I hate. When we went to live in Donegal, my son decided he'd get a a move with his job over to Dublin, which he did. He lasted mm. four years, and he was just called a plastic paddy all the time. Plastic paddy. That that happens a lot when we've all gone to the oh, the ends of the earth and yeah. then you come back, people that get married, they come back, their kids of Australian, American, whatever accents, they're never treated as Irish. So it, I know that from a lot of people. Yeah. It, it sounds a little bit, Jerry, it sounds a little bit like you're you're constantly nearly having to prove your your identity some way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd say to 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 an extent, absolutely, um, absolutely, Andre. It's just that that it it comes it comes back to it really it really does come back to just having to justify justify your own existence to a certain extent. And um, yeah, I, I would definitely I would definitely feel that way. But there are some wonderful people, uh, of course, in the south that are so understanding and and that a real a real curiosity as well, especially among younger people, um, to the northern experience mm. and to the northern crowd. Which is which is which is really powerful as well. John is with us too. Um, John, you're from the the border area. Have you ever experienced, you know, this sort of constant questioning of your Irishness? How's it going, Andrea? Yeah, I'm uh, Don, Don, Donegal, and um, I suppose growing up, I I always remember kind of one of my first experiences, kind of going south. What you know was, you know, going to college and you know mixing with people from all over the island. And that, uh, you know, you, you'd have the people who'd be like, and, and do you choose Sterling in, in Donegal? Or did, did, did you do the Leaving Cert? Or, or yeah. Do, and it's like, yes, Was it the GCSEs and the A-levels? Yeah. Oh, I I'm know. aware of those questions. But, oh, for God's sake. And then, and then on the other hand, you've got kind of folks who, on, on, I always find, you know, the, the further south you go, the, um, the, the, the more it gets, where on one hand they'll be chatting about the principle of the six counties and uh, the whole United Ireland thing, and yet on the other hand, they haven't a clue of what it is like in those six counties, and they've put, some of them have never even been to those six counties, let alone even the nine counties of Ulster itself, and yeah. kind of all all that goes with that. I'll never forget. I was in a uh, we were in a, a lecture, and the uh, and the lecturer was kind of saying. Um, it was all about place names, and uh, and, they, and they were saying how, you know, when grow, growing up in Belfast, they were saying, uh, you know, you kind of grew up uh, with this kind of question, you know, are, are are they are they a Catholic or are they a Protestant? And you kind of grow up with all of yeah. these kind of little built-in six senses of, you know, what schools do they go to? Do they play Gaelic or do they play cricket? Or uh, you know, and, and uh, what's what's their surname? What's their and all these kids, really silly things. But in this lecture, me and all of the folks in the border counties, we were all laughing our heads off because we we're like, "Oh, it's so true!" And yet everybody else was just like, "What?" You know, it was, yeah. just, it was completely alien. You know. So is it a lack of education, as Jerry has kind of suggested? Is it just pure ignorance? Well, no, 
I mean, now that being said, that was 15 years ago, and I and I would hope the education has come on a little bit since then. But yes, there is there is an element of that, an element of of ignorance, and also you know there is that kind of the negative connotations that go along with the troubles and all of that, which you know is is its own thing. But I mean, even as 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 you were saying, you know, even with accents and that whole association with anybody speaking with a relatively northern accent has all of the connotations linked in with that too. And if there's someone who has a very simplified worldview, world that's all they can think of, you know? Um, so it's, it can be very unfortunate. Yeah. And that's, that's why I kind of, you know, go out of my way often to kind of talk about, you know, when, we're, when, when people are chatting about a united Ireland. It's like, you know, it's not just about the six counties. It's about all of the people who are living there too and those who in those six counties who do want a united Ireland, but there will also be people in those six counties who won't want that. But, and we have to consider that. We have to mm. think about that. We have, you know, they'll be living in a united Ireland, whether they like it or not, if it goes that way, you know? Uh, uh, and what does that look like? So, some of the listeners on this, you know, this texture says, I have family in the north and I think that they're actually more Irish than me because they had to choose to learn Irish and play GAA. Another texter asks, how many people from the north still call us the Fenian state? Ian and Cavan asks, you know, when you're talking um, about bigotry, didn't Alan Jukes, the former minister, refer to people in the north and border counties as a different breed, as they have different blood running through them? Uh, says Ian. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. John is with us um, in Cork. John, have you ever experienced this sort of bias against people from Northern Ireland? Well, um, they were talking about uh, Harris this morning on, on Breakfast Show. And they said that he was a Protestant. He's actually a dissenter. He's a Presbyterian. And uh, I was at a dinner party one time, and um, we were discussing South Africa. And they were saying how, how uh, terribly the, the Africans were being treated by the whites. And But I said, there's a fence around South Africa. I said, not to keep the, the Africans in, but to keep them out. Well, this girl reared up on me and told me, when I wasn't a Roman Catholic, I wasn't Irish. That you, you know? weren't, because you weren't Catholic. Yeah, I wasn't Irish Catholic. because I was a Presbyterian. I wasn't a Roman Catholic. Okay. But I'm not a bit surprised at that because the, the Vatican it control, it owns and controls 90% of the schools in this country. Now, the Vatican's mission is to make the whole, save the world by making everybody Roman Catholic. And they've been in Ireland for over 800 years. And their, their mission is still the same. And, and I think I think the education be taken out of the, the hands of the churches mm-hmm. out of time, you know? Because if, if they're controlling 90% of the schools, they're controlling the, the setting of the exam papers, they're also setting the correcting, and the storage of those exam papers. The, the, like there was, there, was, there was a case in the north there where the school was caught with the British exam papers actually before the exam. You know, is it something over the years, John, you've experienced, though? You know, is it is it very frequent or is it just a very rare occasion that, you know, you're nearly your your own Irishness was questioned over religion? That's well, that's the only time. That was the, the only time. time. OK, I'm I, I, I'm, chair of, I'm chair of four or five committees at the moment and I'm treasurer of the local physical uh, uh, district. And so, I, 
there's no, there's no, I don't see any problem that way. Yeah, yeah, it's just a one-off. Well, that's, at least it's not, you know, it, it's not, I thought you were maybe going to say it's something that, that happens or it has happened over the years, maybe on a on a more, you know, frequent basis. But um, I know even the, the one time isn't, you know, not, not nice for you, but at least it's not, I suppose, it's something that constantly happens for you as well. I thought it was really interesting just listening to the discussion about this today and the attitudes that we have um, towards people who grow up along the border area or northern counties 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Tom says, I've stood on the sidelines at GA matches when we were playing Northern Ireland teams and constantly being called a free state, um, somebody from the free state by their own team members and mentors. Yeah, it works both ways too, says another texter. Keep them coming into us. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. John and Bernie and Jerry, thanks a million for sharing your views with us here today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Still lots of you getting in touch actually about whether or not we've an unconscious bias um, against people or towards people from, from Northern Ireland. Eileen and Kerry says, I lived in the North for 20 years. I wasn't treated well. They all referred to my Kerry accent and um, they slagged me off for it, says Eileen and Kerry. Another listener, I completely disagree with this narrative. I think it's absolutely ridiculous and insulting. I'm from Dublin and I'm on my way to Belfast this weekend to visit the Falls Road area. Again, I've worked with people from Belfast, Derry, Tyrone for years now in my trade. I'm working class. I'm well versed in the troubles and sensitive to it. Who are these confused people from the South? Are these people talking about a generation who were born before the Good Friday Agreement? People um, from the northern counties are Irish, plain and simple. Should dubs get upset every time that we're told we're from from the pale? Greg is on the line actually in Dublin. Like, Greg, is it a sort of, is it a ridiculous argument or what's your experience of this? Um, Well, when I heard that interview this morning on The Breakfast Show, it reminded me of the time that I first came across people from Northern Ireland in person uh, in a work situation. And I remember remarking to people around me that, God, you certainly know where you stand with these guys, don't you? They have no problem expressing an opinion, whether we like it or not. Now, that's not the angry thing that you sometimes hear people say. I've heard some some of your people mention this already on the show. But I think it's down to the fact that, uh, you know, people in the North have grown up with diversity in their culture. You know, there's people with different opinions and they're seriously different opinions, if you want to call it that. And But they have learned how to cope with difference and they learn how to express themselves, you know, confidently. And and when uh, you get that sort of directness, forthrightness and everything else in the South, people say, God, they're odd, aren't they? You know, they, they're not really us at all. They're the, I know they have the accent and all that, and maybe the accent actually accentuates it a bit because it's very easy to label them because of the accent. But let's say, uh, Andrea, you have a... And a northern accent, as you said earlier, I know you're from Donegal, mm. but your way of expressing yourself, your choice of language, your phrases, they're very southern. Whereas the people from Northern Ireland have a different sort of, um, let's say, mode of communication. And I think that's the difference. It's very easy to label it as an accent or lack of education or or that type of thing. But if people are come across body language uh, expression different then we actually say 
you're different. You're not one of us. That's my view. Yeah, I, like I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't have thought that was something unique to people from Northern Ireland. Though I would have just thought like turn of phrase is kind of a, you know, it it sort of depends and. You might inherit some of that from your parents. Um, maybe if you're from, I don't know, more rural area. Like, I would have thought it was more that than a northern versus southern thing. Yes, but Americans or Scottish or French people or any nationality are never going to take a view that these people aren't accepting me as Irish. You know, because they don't expect that. Mm. Whereas the Northern Irish people do expect it and say, hang on a second, we're from here. We, we are Irish. But but we're having the same reaction maybe to them as we okay. might do of somebody from another country. Um, Ellie is with us as well. Ellie, you th- like, what's your view on this? Have you ever experienced, you know, these kind of attitudes towards people from Northern yes, Ireland? Yes, I ha- well, not, not just Northern Ireland. It's a kind of more general thing where... Um, I experienced, and people I know have experienced um, a, a certain uh, bigotry. I suppose it's, it's for anyone who's Irish and not Catholic. You're kind of automatically assumed to be not really Irish, and I think there's a an obsession in Ireland with both Irishness and you know you, uh, and the association that you're not really properly Irish unless you're Catholic, um, and it's very subtle. Often, oftentimes it's. Um, you know, you might hear somebody say in an office, oh, there's still plenty of them about, or, um, you know, somebody might stop talking to you if they discover that you're not Catholic. And um, so, you know, it, it, it's quite subtle. Most people aren't overt or aggressive about it, except in certain quarters. Mm. Have you and, witnessed this yourself? I have, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it, it's, it's, uh, as I say, it's subtle, but it means that you don't actually say what your religion is, and you you actually you know uh, go about avoiding trying to uh, avoiding um, an admission, which is a terrible word because I should, one shouldn't have to admit one's uh, a denomination, but you don't admit it because you know that it would attract subtle. Um, uh, you know, unconscious bias yeah, unconscious nearly from people. Bias. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Um, text in from Bernie who says it'll be the young people who'll change the perceptions. On the whole, they're more enlightened anyway. Says Bernie. Another listener. Of course, we've less interaction with people uh, in in the north. But I'm astonished to hear of bias or considering nor- Northern Irish people as anything other than Irish. Well, you heard Jerry and, and others who were with us earlier today uh, from Derry and other counties um, talk about this being something that they have experienced over the years. Uh, Bren in Dublin says, I worked in the North over the 90s um, went out with a girl from Fermanagh. I was born and raised as a Catholic but my surname is predominantly Protestant. Her mother never believed I was a Catholic. Only short of asking me for my confirmation and communion photos as proof, says Bren. Keep them coming into us 87 Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at Midday on News Talk.